What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fulfillment Podcast, where we help discover a better you by breaking through in life, relationships, and finance. I'm your host, Josh. And in this episode, I want to bring on a friend of mine and also a 10Xer, Magda Khalifa. Now, she is a, an Army vet, and she started the first veteran-owned luxury fragrance, fragrance line called Triangle Fragrance. I met her back at Grant Cardone's uh, Denver event back in 2020. And after I made an utter fool of myself, she was one that actually came up to me at the end of the day, introduced herself. And since then, we kind of been talking and just have been friends. And she's introduced me to a lot of other people. So I wanted to bring her on to share her story and tell a little bit about her fragrance line and everything that she's had to overcome to get where she's at. So I hope you guys enjoy. Without further ado, let's dive right in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Fulfillment Podcast, where we help discover a better you by breaking through in life, relationships, and finance. I'm your host, Josh. And on this episode, I want to bring on a special guest, Magda Khalifa. We actually first connected back at a 10X event that we went to uh, for Grant Cardone in uh, Denver last year in 2020. And from there, I kind of made a fool of myself in that class, but she was one of the ones that actually approached me at the end and uh, ended up introducing me to Ben Oberg after that and just kind of spurred on a whole bunch of relationships. But she is a uh, former army vet. So we connected on that level and began talking. She runs a fragrance line called Triangle Fragrance. And if you guys have any questions like that, we'll connect you guys after the show. But other than that, Magda, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, Josh. Great to be here. Great to see you. Of course. So it's been a while since our, uh, our 10X thing. Have you gone to anything else kind of really since? Like what's the, what's the daily or monthly scope look like for you in terms of like those events? Like how often do you go to that stuff? Is it once a year, twice a year? What's it look like um, for well, that? Well, it's based on their schedule. So uh, BroCon, of course, is annual. So that's coming mm. up next week. Very, very excited about that. Yeah. And uh, they have various other events. So in the process, since we met at that event last uh, August 2020, mm-hmm. I moved to <laughs> from the New York City area down to Miami. Um, yeah. So I'm actually coincidentally physically co-located with um, th- that area. So, you know, with everything still going on in the country with you know, confusion over lockdowns and this, that, and the other. I'm very grateful to be, to have that proximity because uh, the likelihood of events being local is greater, of course. So yeah, um, yeah so it's just easier to get to. So I, I did attend uh, 10X Ladies, uh, uh, the mastermind, la- uh, January. So that was about a month ago. Okay. So that was my first time attending that. And it was great because it was, it was right over here. And mm. um, it was just very... Uh, nice to be able to go to that event and to be here to attend any others that may be local as well, besides growth context. Yeah. So you, you mentioned, I know we talked about this back when, back in August, like when we were at that 10 X event in, uh, in Denver, we, we kind of briefly talked about it. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat, but you're one of the people that moved from New York now. And now you live in Miami, right? You're one of those transplants of the people that got out and was like enough of this stuff and they went down to to florida what what like spurred your decision what was your story kind of behind that right so i did not believe that i would be literally relocating but the circumstances um it just you know made that decision so much more clear Mm -hmm. um i had started the triangle fragrance uh, a year ago and uh, the first two uh, products, Confidence and Victory, did not come out until May. But um, you know, the, the New York City area was shut down in March. We were the first to shut down completely. Yeah. And I literally remember March 11th, March 11th, uh, going to uh, there's uh, something called the Edge. Um, we have a lot of 
skyscrapers that have been built in New York City area um, over the past couple of years and that have opened. And the edge is the tallest outdoor platform in the Western Hemisphere. So I had purchased tickets in advance to attend the grand opening. And I remember that March 11th, 2020, being up there uh, outdoors on this amazing platform, a thousand feet in the air, overlooking you know New York City from the location on a on uh, the Midtown area on wow. the west side. Yeah, and it was just phenomenal. It was beautiful. You know, I grew up in that area, left after September 11th, joined the military. Mm -hmm. So very happy to move back, you know, um, after about a decade. And, you know, it was just so amazing to be up there. And I had, you know, my belief lid was through the roof. I had all this confidence, <laughs> uh, confidence, pun intended. I was, you know, ready to yeah. uh, once the fragrances came out to, you know, literally walk into, uh, you know, Park Avenue and visit the nice shops and just show them what I had and, mm. you know, and get my fragrances in the stores. And it's all about New York and that dream, that vision. And then two days later, it shut down. And it, a, a little bit of a shocker for everyone, for sure. Yeah. You know, a lot of confusion, what's going on? Oh, this won't last long, flatten that curve. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But, but the reality kicked in. The reality kicked in, and um, that was a red flag right there. I'm like, okay, there's hmm. no mobility here. It's quiet. You could hear a pin drop. Um, I literally lived on, on the Hudson River, and you could hear a pin drop. It was, uh, you know, the, the one silver lining was over time with the lack of traffic, commuter traffic and whatnot, uh, the skies were so clear. And that's something I had never seen before, you know, like that hmm. um, kind of clearness in the sky. And that, that was beautiful, you know, Interesting. Uh, that was really pretty. Yeah, all of a sudden you, you could notice the sound of birds and, and whatnot because it, it was the busiest area, you know, that normally the, the noise, the congestion, the traffic and everything would create um, haze, of course, kind of, you know, when people think about Los Angeles, they think about the haze, you know, from all the, the you know, yeah. traffic commuting and everything. Uh, same thing in New York City. So the skies cleared up. It wasn't immediately, but but it was very noticeable. Um, so that was interesting. And, you know, that, that uh, crisp clarity of hearing the birds and whatnot, that was interesting. But it was like, wait a minute, what's going on? Like, I, you know, mm -hmm. this is the city that never sleeps and it's in a coma. It's in a deep coma. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was eerie. It was eerie. And, um, you know, I, I remember going through uh, what was it, 34th Street, and, you know, I was in a vehicle, it was in an Uber, uh, getting across town, and I remember, like, just looking at how many businesses were boarded up, and just, it was so weird not seeing the people here, it, it, definitely a very, very strange time, so anyway, from a business standpoint, I knew, obviously, we don't know how long this is going to last, you know, I knew I needed to get out of there, and go to uh, an area that was thriving, and uh, wanted to stay on the East Coast. I looked at Atlanta or Miami, and it just made more sense to come here to Miami. But um, as you can see, I, I kept the New York heritage with the brand for a lot of reasons. I mean, if um, you know, brand is tied to the Freedom Triangle. The Freedom Triangle is part of my story, okay. and it all goes back to New York. So there are um, a lot of uh, roots to that area. You know, to New York. Uh, mm -hmm. Proud to have. You know, been from that area, I talk about it in my book, um, what growing up in that area, you know, in the 70s and 80s and 90s, how that helped shape who I am as a person today. And, uh, you know, that kind of resilience is important in business, in, in life, um, you know, having that tenacity, having that, you know, competitive spirit and everything, I think is, uh, those are characteristics that I'm very grateful to have uh, had instilled in me early on 
in life from growing up in, you know, such a hustle and bustle kind of area. Yeah. And it's served me well since. So, um, you know, I pray for New York, of course. Uh, it's sad to see what, what has happened, uh, not just there in so many other areas, but I think probably one of the hardest hit, of course. Um, you know, that being said, it's, uh, it's still the greatest city in the world. Maybe right now it's on pause, but uh, on hold, tremendous huh? area. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't like the amount of, I guess, restriction that was put on and it sounded like everybody it was almost like there's a, a migration pattern of people from new york go to florida and people from california go to texas yes yes it seems that um those are the the, the key waves of migration and uh, over time we'll be able to see that but of course it's being reflected in the real estate market yeah. and um it's fascinating really it, it truly is uh to to live through it and to actually be part of um this migration, you know, but when, you know, you have to think about survival for yourself, for your sanity, for your, uh, you know, business, right. um, you know, it, things take time in life and, you know, you have to uh, get to a point in life where you can identify that you need to make a clear decision. You have to take action yeah. because hope is not a strategy and sitting right. around waiting and, and, and hoping, and maybe even just praying, you know, that may not be enough. Sometimes you have to, you know, literally, um, you know, cut your losses and move mm-hmm. forward. You know, yeah, you I'm not gotta, gonna say, yeah. You got to take action sometimes. Some too many people. I'm, it was one of those things I noticed uh, when I was in Iraq the first time. It was a lot of inshallah stuff, right? God willing, like mm-hmm. it'll happen. But that's like, I think that's one of the laziest. And I think it even goes against what God says. But like just sitting back and, and taking it, taking it easy, like, no, at some point you got to, you got to lace up, you got to saddle up. And you got to make a decision. You got to make a choice and you got to make it work. That helps those who help themselves. And mm-hmm. you have to yes. take risks in life. You have to do things that make you uncomfortable because that's the only way you're going to grow yeah. and learn and improve and better yourself. And I believe, you know, we, we become um, a, a culmination of all of our experiences in life. And if you play it safe and stay mm-hmm. under the radar and, you know, just do not do things that, help you to grow then you know your um your satisfaction in life is going to be limited as well yeah what would you say did you at any point struggle with the idea of leaving new york and and going to miami was was that like a a tough decision i guess for you to come to or or was it like you know what enough of this and and you just picked up and went it was a clear decision Uh but i would say personally and emotionally it was very difficult gotcha what was the hardest part about it um, I have family and friends in the area and, uh, you know, that was, that was a tough decision because mm-hmm. not knowing, you know, how the future of how things were going to be, um, yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, travel restrictions and everything else like that. It wasn't like, Hey, I'm, I'm moving. I'm only three hour flight away because, you know, we still don't know. I mean, there's a lot of hearsay and, uh, talk about, uh, different things going on and you know I, I don't know what it is I, I can't I know I can only control what I can control mm-hmm. and I have a duty and responsibility to right. be the best version of myself and you know I'm building the next great American brands you know that that's you know when that's clear when you have that kind of clarity and yeah, vision and you, yeah you know where you're going you have to make those tough decisions I, I will admit yes there there was uh uh, an emotional component also to you know leaving um so here's the thing it's a little bit of a redux for me because okay uh september 11th 2001 when i was living in the area you know married working every you know had every 
thing in my life going on, um, you know, that's when we were attacked. And yeah. it was shortly afterwards that I, you know, I made that decision to leave everything behind and enlist in the Army Reserve and go off to Iraq. So here, you know, here I was again, uh, you know, all these years later, making that decision under totally different circumstances, right. of course, but it was kind of eerie, you know. That being said, I understood it completely. So I, you know, I executed swiftly and that was not an issue from that standpoint, but there, there was uh, this eerie sort of, I'll leave it again. And I don't want to necessarily leave, but I know I need to leave. I need to leave because yeah. for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I will say, I will share with you. I haven't you know, really talked about it because so much has happened in the air, just a lot, you know, I've moved right. and, and grown in the air. Um, so much which is great you know with uh what i'm working on but uh you know i remember when the uss the comfort ship the navy ship was yeah. um yeah i literally watched it come in you know wow. literally come up the river and that was a very joyous day because you knew you know hey the u.s military is here to help you know provide this resource and it, it was beautiful to see that ship come in and um you know unfortunately that that ship was not utilized the way that it was uh, sent to be utilized. And I remember watching it every day, you know, I'd open up my blinds and see this, you know, uh, amazing um, resource sitting there and listening to the local news and, and, you know, being connected obviously to so many people who had parents and grandparents who were in nursing homes. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, that was, that was tough to see all of that happening. And I remember the day that the ship left, right? It was there for 30 days or whatnot. Yeah. Um, it was a very, very uh, uh, rainy, windy, you know, stormy kind of day. And I remember watching it come down the um, Hudson River and, you know, the mood was so different at that point, you know. So Dang. to have literally seen it, you know, again, reminiscent of different situation, but reminiscent of something kind of historic and major and not good in our country, much like what I had seen after the towers were attacked and that, you know, cloud of smoke that, you know, lingered and that emptiness, that void, you know, the, the destroyed buildings, you know, so uh, I guess I'm still in a sense, I haven't fully processed it all yet because I am focused. I'm keeping the main thing, the main thing, which is um, building my business and now foundation as well. But um, I, I will definitely uh, be sure, you know, as a tribute to history, as someone who, live through that, I will, you know, uh, be sure to give it the proper um, uh, capture at some point, but yeah. Dang. So it sounds like a lot of, uh, I'd say relationships maybe were probably the hardest thing for you. Is that pretty accurate to say? Like letting uh, go yeah. of those and changing that? Yeah, uh, that disruption. Disruption in okay. your life. There are many things that you can um, easily, you know, with technology, you can easily transfer, but, mm -hmm. um, the day-to-day, -day, you know, or, uh, you know, proximity, you know, to relationships and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, but you, you know, I'm not the first person that's had to make a tough decision in life and, <laughs> you know, a clear decision yeah. and I've been down that road before, you know, and then yeah. you get to a point like where you take action, you have your, uh, foundational truths and beliefs and yeah. let that be your compass, your guide, you know, you, you don't live like with regrets. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, you, you do what you have to do, even if it's not mm -hmm. the most pleasant. Yeah, you just, as long as you have that, I think that's that's super powerful, understanding that 
by setting a goal and by setting something that you like believe in and, and are focused on and want to move forward to that guides, like that really guides everything that you do that, that guides your vision board, that guides your next step, that guides your next five steps that, that really points you at least in a direction so that, you know, Hey, this is the, like, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. Does this feel right? And you're like, man, this is hard. Like I, I should turn around or whatever and stop doing this thing. And you know, if you're aligned with your vision, if you're aligned with that goal, then at least, Hey, Hey, I'm on track. So I need to keep pushing. Alignment is a, a perfect word right there. Absolutely. And, um, you know, because, you know, based on what you just said, you're exactly uh, correct because that's the whole point of the freedom triangle, finding it besides the fact that you attain peace and you you know, you find your area of significance that you want to chase after, you know, you have that fulfillment. Okay. Yeah. You, everything, everything aligns, you know, it's so in, you know, getting to that pinnacle, it, things do make, uh, or um, they make more sense and they become mm -hmm. easier for you, for sure. You know, which is Perfect. a beautiful thing, absolutely beautiful thing. Um, but, you know, there's always sacrifice. There's always, you know, yeah. give, it, give and take. Uh, what does what our, you know, our mentor, Uncle G always say? To get something, you have to give up something. So true. Yeah, so true. that's true. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a lot of, I mean, obviously going through this whole thing too, but there's a lot of, in order to make room, right? I'm along the same lines. In order to have something new, you have to let go of kind of like what you're holding on to before. If your cup is full, you got to make space mm -hmm. for it. If you want to allow that next level in or that new version of you in, you have mm -hmm. to be able to let go of these things. So it's kind of like your New York trip, right? Like you're in New York and if you want to become that next level of mag, that next level of triangle fragrance, like maybe you got to pick up, you have to relocate. You got to get down to Miami. You got to make the connections you're going to meet in, you know, down in Miami and you're going to become this whole next level, but you have to let go of New York in order to get there. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, and that's what it's all about. So what, what I love is, is when it's, you have clarity, it's done for you. You know what you need to do. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I hear a lot of people saying, I don't know what the next steps are. And in my mind, you know, I'm running it through the Freedom Triangle and I'm thinking to myself because they don't know because they don't have the yeah. commitment. They don't have the commitment because they're confused about something. So they have to get to that root cause and identify that person. Once they do that, then they will have the clarity to make those decisions, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah. What would you... But, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that uh, hasn't done that yet, hasn't figured that out, but maybe they, they know what they want, right? They know the direction at least they go, but they don't have any like clarity on what that looks like mm -hmm. or the goals or anything planned out. So they're struggling with making decisions like maybe leaving New York, go to Miami or, you know, they're, they're struggling with like major life decisions. What kind of advice would you give just from your perspective and your experience to somebody that's in those, in those shoes? Like, what would you, what would you say to them just to help them through that piece? Sure. Well, they have to be true to themselves, their desires, their goals. Okay. So the first thing is you want to remove any influence that can affect that. Okay. You mm -hmm. have to be, you have to be able to genuinely arrive at those decisions yourself because you know, in your heart, in your mind and on paper, you know, wow, <laughs> you know yeah. that it's the right thing to do. Okay. So, um, I have a, I have a free download, um, the freedomtriangle.com and it has three questions on there and if, if it, it you know it's a pdf if you download it answer those questions you'll be able to start to find your way forward hmm. to that decision point okay because uh from my experience i've identified these points on there 
as being uh, what is holding people back from making those decisions. So essentially you, you need to get rid of the distractions and uh, dependency and really have that conversation. Now, here's the thing. Some people are gonna do that. They're gonna identify it and write it down. Writing it down is a, is a key takeaway here and okay. thinking about it, not just, you know, I wrote it down and I'm ready to make a decision because you're not, you need to reflect on it, right? right. Um, once you're able to do that, you, you know, may find yourself comfortable with the status quo and realizing, you know what, maybe I did not want that as badly as I thought mm. I did. Yeah. And that has happened to me, like where, you know, I thought, you know, I was chasing something. I thought I wanted that. And then, you know, I was fortunate. I believe I was fortunate to realize that clarity where I really didn't want it. I was telling myself a lie, not really? in a nefarious way. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's happened in life. And, and I think many of us have that at least once in life, you know, where you, where you go yeah. through that. But you don't know unless you, yeah, take the time to really give that introspection and, and do it in an honest way. Meaning, you know, if you're the type of person who turns to other, you know, people or um, organizations or tribes or whatever for, you know, for uh, basically for answers, you know, for everything that you do in life, right? That's got to stop. That's got to stop because you're not allowing yourself to be an individual human being and really pursue what is important to you because what's important to you may be something that uh, others are not going to be able to see. You know, if they only yeah. know you from one lens, right, they can love you and, and want the best for you. But if they don't know what's really going on inside, because you don't even know what's really going on inside or you never yeah. share it with them, right? Like how- So true. You, yeah, there's so much power in being able to solve your own problems. Okay. Now that is a big difference from you know collaborating with people to build something big. You know, just yeah, just like you know, our mentors say, you know, like I, I can't make this the next great American brand without people, like to get to that next level. I'm a solo mm -hmm. entrepreneur right now. You know, I need to have people and build a team to be able to get that to the next level. So I know right. that's direct the direction in which I'll be going. Um, but at the same point too, you know, we you know, taking it back one notch, you have to have that internal compass so clear that you know that's the direction you want to go with whatever it is, the decision that you have to make in life. And if you okay. rely on others, if you're dependent on others, and I, I, you know, I'll say this right now, if you're dependent on your, you know, spouse or, mm -hmm. you know, significant other to make that decision for you, you know, you have to look in the mirror and identify and realize like you are not you know, dependence on your core self, because even though you have that relationship and, you know, traditionally, you, you know, they're looking out for you and so on and so forth. I mean, that very well may be the case, but you need to make that decision first and then have that conversation. Dang. What, how would you tell somebody like that is trying to figure themselves out? How do you find yourself? How do you, how do you get to that point? Yeah. So experience, Okay, experience will absolutely, again, going back to what we were saying, you know, some people live under a rock, you know, and never, you know, they play safe, right? Yeah. By doing that, you're never going to find yourself because you have to go through some sort of struggle yeah. in order to know what you're made of, okay? And maybe in the beginning, you know, um, maybe in the beginning, you don't like what you're made of, right? But yeah. you can build yourself up. There are things you can do to be able to do that, right? But, you know, so I guess the whole point of it is when you're a young person, you're, you're not necessarily going to know what you're made of, you know, but right. be aware, life will throw things at you. You know, life threw a big thing at everybody last year, regardless of your, um, you know, your age, your background, your experience, your education, your uh, 
socioeconomic class, we were all affected in some way, for sure. You know? um, so that being said, what what has that caused you to you know become or to do with your life? You know, did you pivot and grow from it and improve mm -hmm. from it, or you know, did you recluse? Um, I don't mean physically recluse, recluse necessarily. Right. Uh, yeah. What I mean by recluse is retreat rather, retreat. And right. you know, so uh, you need experiences. You know, like I, I will say, like back, um, what was it in the '90s, right? When I was in college, I used to read a lot of um, books about uh, people who served in Vietnam in the Vietnam War. You know, okay. and so I had, a, you know, I had a pretty. It wasn't a sheltered life. It certainly wasn't sheltered. I mean, I, you know, growing up in in uh, the North Jersey area, I, I did a lot of things for sure. But uh, it wasn't the life that I have right now. You know, <laughs> obviously, I haven't had, yeah. had the experience. I had a mental war. Hadn't you know uh, done a lot of things. So that being said, I read those stories, and yeah. that opened up my mind to the experiences others were having, and that made me want to have more experiences in life because I wanted to see what I would do if I found myself in the same position they were. You know, it's that personal quest to grow and to really learn yourself, you know, like Sensi yeah. says, really okay. learning yourself, right? So right. you have to have that desire to do that. If that's not something on your radar, well, okay, maybe make it something on your radar, you know? Um, so what I would humbly suggest to, you know, someone who's maybe younger in life or, or even someone who's maybe our age, you know, who um, has not found those themselves yet, you know, one way is to read stories of people who did find themselves mm -hmm. in situations that were unique or challenging or struggles, you know, either because they, you know, um, it could be a debilitating, you know, medical um, issue or disease yeah. uh, that they've had that they did not let stop them, you know, and they continue to go on and, and achieve great things, or someone who's accomplished a, you know, an amazing, you know, sport feat, an athletic feat, um, or someone that has served in, in the capacity of, of war. You know, I love history and, um, you know, military history as well. And I found so much strength in those role models, um, you know, just by reading the stories of them or their stories, you know, and uh, it, it did serve me in when I, literally found myself wearing the uniform and going overseas and finding myself in position um maybe not their exact situation like i wasn't you know gunned down um from the sky you know i wasn't a yeah. prisoner of war right yeah. but but you know there were some not so great moments in uh deployments that you know everybody has experienced and you know having those examples certainly helped because i was in the right mindset to get through it wow yeah. So, so experience being able to, I guess, have this, the experience to tell you who you are and, and get you to that, what level of confidence then to, to build that confidence for yourself to know that you're where you're at or you're, you're who you yeah. are and what kind of like decisions and stuff that you need to make. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, look at, you get to a point where at this point, for sure, like I look in the past year, you know, like all the setbacks, and mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, you know, business related, and what I have other businesses as well. You know, like I, I look at those as learning experiences that I have many takeaways from, and it's just so clear. And like sometimes you see it coming, you know, and it's just like mm -hmm. when you have more failures in life than successes, right? It really does build you up. 
And I think that's a success right there because again, it's that threshold, that deep threshold that you know makes you a force to be reckoned with because you know you can get through it. And, and that's half the battle. It's that, that mindset, you know, you know you can get through some of the most difficult times, some of the most undefined times out there. You know that you can do it, you're much more likely to jump off that cliff. True. Wow. Yeah, that's such a good point. That's amazing. I remember uh, reading The Art of the Deal by Donald Trump um, was going through and he one thing that really stood out to me in that book was how when he had what people would consider failures or setbacks, you know, things that would go wrong or whatever with the ice rink or different build projects that he was doing. When things would go wrong and they, they wouldn't go the way that he was kind of like planning or envisioning as the project was progressing, he would always there was never like a, a, a mindset of failure. It was always, here's the lessons that we've learned from this, and this is how it's going to help in the future. Like, I remember his one example on the um, the casinos that he did in Atlantic City, right? Utter failure. Like, he just put the wrong people in charge, and he just he invested in the wrong places, decided to build at the wrong times. So like, just a lot of things kind of went downhill for him from there. But he never called it a failure. He's like, okay, I learned I'm never going to put my significant other in charge of an entire like operation setting. Like, I'm not going to put people that have this in charge of these things. And I'm not going to build on this site. And I'm going to wait till I do this before I, you know, remodel that. Like, he walked away with these things. And I'm like, he never fails. Like, in his mind, he never fails. He just, he learns valuable lessons that are going to make him more successful as he moves forward. And I'm like, that idea set alone, being able to do that, while I know a lot of people on the left and stuff will call it narcissistic, it's very much like, I'm success driven. Like I'm not going to look at these things as setbacks or failures while they, they may be a setback, but it's not stopping me. I'm not, I'm not giving up and he never does. And I think that's just like having that ability to kind of like shift your mind and never give up on yourself is insanely powerful, like insanely powerful. Josh, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it, it does become a superpower to get that. Yeah. And that's the thing besides like, you know, people like historically, right. At least in our, generation whatnot, we look at, um, not you and I necessarily, but you know, society looks at, okay, achievements as being, okay, you, you went to a certain school, graduated from a certain school, or mm-hmm. you even perhaps, you know, um, built something to a certain level, right? And they look right. at the, the metric with that. And, and I'm not taking away from any of those achievements for sure, okay? But I think there's this other layer as well, okay? The ability to be able to operate, okay? in different environments, right? Think about that. Yeah. You may be a, what is it? A big fish in a little pond. Mm-hmm. Right? I think I have that one. A little fish in a big pond. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like you, I, I look at survivability as something that is a superpower that is very, very desirable. And it's not taught to us, you know? Mm-hmm. And certainly, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, you know firsthand, being in the military, right? You're put in situations even if you never deploy, right? You're still, even in the training evolution, you're put in situations where you have to think quick and execute. And it's gonna show you what you're made of. And of course you can learn, you know, repetition skills and of course great leadership and become the best version of yourself. And you're in a, in a company of others who, you know, they raise the standard and, and that's right. what you will uh, become. So it's a great takeaway from that standpoint as well. And you've been in a ranger school, so, you know, leadership school right then and there, you know, these things work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
but what you said, like, you know, with Donald Trump, I mean, um, you know, obviously, like, to be able to thrive and to turn any situation, hit it out of the park, I mean, that's so powerful. And when you have that confidence, you're right, it can come across as um, arrogance or, or whatever the case is, but it is truly, truly a, I won't say a gift because it's usually attained because you've taken risk, because True. you jumped off that cliff into yeah. the murky crocodile infested waters um, many times in your life. Yeah. And you have that internal knowledge in yourself and belief lid through the roof that you're going to get through it. It may not be pretty. It may hurt. It may sting, but you're going to get through it. Right? Yeah. And just having that confidence in yourself that, that you know that that's going to happen. Yeah. That's so next level. What, uh, I guess, what would you say to somebody who is so they're, they're giving it their all. They're kind of like, take, they've taken this leap and they put themselves out on this ledge and they're struggling. So like, maybe they don't have any family. They don't have friends. They don't have uh, any peers or anybody around them in their circle that they can go to. That's experienced the same thing. That's gone through the same stuff. That's taking, you know, the same leaps. And we all have, we struggle with this like concept of, you know, the self doubt, like, man, I don't know if it's going to work, especially if you don't have any experience of it working. You see other people maybe, but you haven't pulled anything off like this. What would you say to somebody like that, that has that constant self-doubt that has that kind of like, it's not negative attitude, but you know, it's that, that, um, that questioning in their head, if, it, if they're going to be able to make it work and they don't have anybody to go to in their immediate circle, what would you, what kind of advice would you give those people to deal with those things from your experience? So that sounds like a fear and of the unknown and they have to mm-hmm. get through that fear. Okay. So I, I found myself in that and um, I do talk about it in, in my book. Um, when I returned from my second tour, I was literally in that position where, uh, you know, like so many other veterans too, you know, um, you know, divorced, no family, you know, found myself in a new city, didn't know anyone, uh, couldn't relate to anyone, you know, every single factor that sucked <laughs> existed. <laughs> Health issues, uh, finances weren't great, you know. You know all of hey, the things. Everything, everything, right? Um, You you have to, you have to have that desire because if you don't have that desire, no one's going to plant that desire in you, you know. Mm. And you have to be real with yourself first of all. But Mm. just do it. You know, you have to take that leap. And here's the thing: going back to what you know we said earlier, you know, God helps those who help themselves. So even if you don't believe in God, right, you have to believe that you know the universe is is a force. You know, if you want to look at it from a scientific standpoint right you know there there are um atoms in, in the universe right and i'm not a scientist right so i may not do this justice but here's the like well energy energy flows like and it's fascinating like i i literally have figured out things the key things for myself that if i do more of it comes back to me hundredfold hmm. yeah it's powerful so but you have you won't know that for yourself until you do those things right. okay so for the person who finds themselves stuck, you know, take that leap, take that risk. I mean, obviously you, you want to do things that are you know, legal and you, you don't want to harm anyone in the process. Yeah. Obviously, so you, the, those are you know, the left and right limits, but you're going to grow as a person. Like, what is the bottom line? What is the worst thing that's going to happen? If you fail, you're still going to find yourself with the experience of a lesson learned right there. Okay. Yeah. You're still more than likely going to find yourself surrounded by different people with other opportunities. It's true. So you just have to shift your mindset to realize that well, you're not the first to be in that situation. Huh. But, you know, but here's another thing that's really, really, really important um, as far as, you know, something to consider. Yeah. I think a statistic, 
a year ago, year, year and a half plus of 2019, where mm -hmm. like four out of five Americans are on some sort of uh, psychotropic drug prescribed medication. Okay. It's really high. Okay. Wow. So that being said, Yes, I and I should have the um, I should carry around with me the um, the research that was done earlier that can both but people can research this and, and find it right. So we've gotten to a point here in 2021 in society where there is a heavy dependency on medication, mm. prescription medications or otherwise. And in that download, I uh, one of the questions is what are you dependent on? You know, there are a lot of answers for that, right? Um, that. I believe here we are in 2021, especially after a year of being locked down in tiny, you know, homes and apartments and you know, socially isolated. I believe that number has probably gone up, right? Okay. Right. So, all right. So the whole point of that is that could be holding you back from having clarity and making decisions you need to in your life. So you may want to address those things because if you struggle with pulling the let me rephrase this. Maybe, mm -hmm. um, realize I'm, I'm talking to a, to a, a, a lot. I, I want to be responsible about my answer. If you're struggling with taking the action to further yourself and make a decision, right? If you're struggling with that, okay, what is it that's holding you back from making that decision? Because your mind, your thoughts, your thinking may be clouded, okay? It mm -hmm. may be clouded because of decisions you make. You know, like if you're drinking every night, you know, you're probably not getting restful sleep, you know, hitting that REM state, okay? And yeah. probably lack that ability to, you know, cohesively think through these things. If you're day drinking all day, or if you're doing you right, know, shooting right. yourself on drugs, or whatever the case is, right? Yeah. So I'm just trying to point out there are so many different factors, but you want to, you know, be able to think clearly. clearly. And if you cannot think clearly, address that first. Then once you address that, and it's not going to be overnight, I'm pretty sure. Once you address that, you, know, you have the ability to think clearly, and then you can grow. Um, another thing is surround yourself with positivity. Positivity meaning the right influence. Mm. Okay, and mm. if you, it's out there, it's out there. But to do that, you have to get rid of the wrong influence. So if you're listening, you know, I don't care if it's music with lyrics that are bad for you, and that's influencing there. Okay, right. I don't care if it's that or. You know, if you're surrounding yourself with just negative voices, you know, yes. people who say are fixed-minded and holding you back as a growth-minded person, or people who are bad influences, you know, even in a tangible sense, okay, you need to remove that from your life. Because again, like those dependencies that I was mentioning just prior, that's holding you back. So you have to take those actions to get to that point. Um, Dang. If you don't, you're not going to push through and it, you're going to exhaust yourself probably, or you're going to get frustrated and give up. And yeah. You have to take action. Take action, take action, learn from the, the mistakes and stuff, but take action, surround yourself with the positive people because we doubt ourselves enough in fear, dealing with our fear and our struggle of trying to get through that fear mm -hmm. that it's deliberate, it's uh, debilitating a lot of times, like it'll stop you from doing what you want. And I think unless you have, especially somebody that doesn't have any experience, I think people that come from a wealthy background, um, like Grant Cardone's kids, right, are going to have a, a great time because their father is able to essentially give them, right? Family, the first line of communication is able to give them the advice they need to move forward. So I think the wealthy people are on a very good track for that. I think we well, notice well, a lot I, of struggle. I, 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 
I, I don't think it has so as much to do with wealth because you, you know you come from a wealthy family that's full of negative influence. Right, it's so, that mindset almost. Right, right. You know, yeah. There could be abuse there. There could be just absolutely. You know, um, you could be wealthy in an illegal way. You know, as well. <laughs> so, um, that's true. so I, I don't that's think it's tied to the money at all. Like you have to really strip all of that away and just look at the environment. Is the environment feeding? and fueling your growth if it's not you need to immerse yourself in that environment Mm. and even you know okay it may not happen overnight but you can take the actions you know when you have those few minutes to yourself you can you know read you can listen to podcasts you know like i said in in the 90s like i was immersing myself in books that fed my mind you know um you know my growth uh, today, I guess the equivalent would be listening to, you know, podcasts of, you know, people that you, you know, follow and admire because it's helping to feed your brain um, or read books today. I mean, there's, there's so much out there. Right. Um, or reach out to someone who you believe is um, crushing it in life, right? And ask them, what are they reading? What are they listening to? Because I guarantee something positive is fueling your mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, Everybody knows somebody else too. Yeah, just connect yourself to that source. And, and the beauty about this, it's inexpensive. You know, if you have Wi-Fi, you know, YouTube, you have access to free resources. There's, there's really no excuse yeah. at this point to, you know, if you want to grow. Like you can find excuses or you can make them happen. Yes, exactly. That is a huge differentiation between people that end up making it and people that don't. The 99% and the 1% is people that do and take action and don't make excuses and the people that don't. What uh, is powerful? One of the things I like that you so much about you is you're a constant environment person. You are constantly trying to put yourself in environments and in situations in like communicate communities and connections and stuff that are going to help you progress that are trying to like essentially going to grow. And, and as a result of that, like, I'm sure your life has got to be totally different. What I guess my question is, what role has environments had on your life? And at what point did you figure out that they were so critical to the success? What was that shift point for you? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. When I, you know, like looking back at 47 years on this planet, I realized <laughs> I've always been, um, you know, a, a, a result of the environment I was in. So, mm. um, you know, there weren't always extreme, you know, bad environments or good environments. Sometimes they were just, you know, normal, regular environments. You know, when I was married in the 90s, you know, we, it was my husband and I, we didn't have children. Um, we had a normal environment and it was happy and fun and we traveled, uh, we were dueling from no kids. So it was, you know, a, a, a productive as an employee and enjoyed life and you know i was probably the most quote balanced i've ever you know probably experienced in life but i i don't strive for balance you know um because when you know now you know now like obviously you know like when i left that behind i left that balance behind that ideal life behind Mm -hmm. to go be part of something greater than myself to do something bigger than myself because I needed to, because even at that point, yeah. 20, whatever, late twenties had that clarity, you know, experience something in life, you know, witness what happened, the attacks mm. on our country. Yeah. Right. New York city and took action. 
And I know it was very illogical to a lot of people. Why would you leave a good life behind? It's because I was not satisfied. I was not satisfied and I needed to grow. And so, so yeah, environment has always played a factor in life for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. But to answer your question about when I realized all that. Yeah, when did that click? Yeah. Um, So I, I will pinpoint it to... I mean, I started about five years ago um, because I was involved with a, a business that really opened up my mind to, to growth, personal uh, development and growth. Huh, and okay. it started planting the seed. And I started getting my health right too. So everything was kind of coming together. So it would be about five years ago. Okay. But it really, really, really hit me on the head two years ago at a growth con three in Miami at Marlin Stadium. And I remember I, you know, I was not, in a great financial place. And I was um, going to go there with, with a friend, you know, friend was traveling in from another state and we were going to, you know, share the room and share the Ubers and everything else like that. And then he bailed last minute. And <laughs> I was like, ah, you know, it was still kind of weird. I didn't know anyone else that was going to be there. Yeah, the awkward loner in the corner almost. Yeah, yeah. Went, met great people. And obviously like the takeaways just, just set the trajectory for the next mm-hmm. couple of years. And, you know, two years ago, did not have a fragrance business for men and women, did not have my book, Best Selling Memoir, uh, had not told anyone my story. Wow. Yeah, to, to go through that transformation. But I heard what I needed to hear from various speakers. It, I was ready to receive those messages, you know, right place, right time. Huh, yeah. And okay. I, I would credit that time frame and that event as, as being the catalyst for me to realize I need to you know, pay to play because proximity is power and be around yeah. these environments. And when, you know, I remember when, when you and I um, went to that mastermind in uh, where we met mm-hmm. in August, you know, um, you know, the question was asked, you know, who flew coach? And I remember raising my hand and there weren't many other people who raised their hand as well. And I remember thinking, I am definitely in the right room because these people have all, you know, they're at different points in their life. And if you're, you know, the smartest person in the room, the richest person in the room, whatever person in the room, you're in the wrong room because you're not going to grow. So I realized, hey, right. I am in the right room. So this was a good decision to come out here, to commit and, and not worry and not have, uh, what is it, that imposter syndrome, like, oh, I don't belong. Because on top of all those takeaways that, you know, we received from all the amazing mentors who, you know, who spoke, you know, obviously, uh, Grant Cardone, Brandon Dawson, so many others. Besides that, right? I met Mike Glover from Legacy Global. And we just had a quick exchange, a quick conversation. And because of that conversation, one of the things that I've always wanted to do in life that I knew I would eventually is start my own charity. And because of that conversation with Mike Glover from Legacy Global, uh, just last week, I announced the formation of my charity, the Magnet Paper Foundation. Wow. And so I'm working, you know, with Legacy Global on that. And um, it's it's amazing. Like that takeaway alone, you know, just by being mm-hmm. in the right room, the right things happen. And remember I alluded to earlier how, you know, there are certain things in life um, that you learn that when you do take these actions, they come back to you a hundredfold. And th- this is a prime example. You know, I didn't go to that mastermind with an inkling of an idea that I would meet someone like that. And it wasn't even so clear right then and there because we just exchanged information. It was a conversation that was had uh, later on. 
but but something beautiful came from it. So yeah. it, it's amazing if you really get yourself in the right room and just have that mindset and really just don't care about the fact that you haven't achieved what others have achieved yet. It's okay. You're growth minded. And people that are more successful than you are going to want to pour into you and help you get there. So you're going to have those tools, but don't let yourself hold yourself back. Don't let your ego hold yourself back. Don't, you know, be huh. concerned, you know, about standing out. So yeah. what? Own it. Like this is your life. It's your chance to make an impact. And, you know, how are you going to do that if you're just concerned about, you know, these things that we tell ourselves or that others others have told us, you know, that are yeah. so ingrained in our brain, let go of those limiting beliefs and grow. And the reward is just phenomenal. I, it's interesting you say that because at that event, right? Um, and I'm sure you remember this just as clearly as I do, maybe, maybe not, but the, uh, so getting out of your shell, taking a leap, taking a chance on yourself, not caring what other people think, um, you know, just, just going for it and kind of doing it. Uh, while I was there, I was talking with a gentleman, he needed help, like kind of doing like some marketing stuff. And, uh, he had, he was John Travolta's neighbor, right. And he was one of the guys Ben was talking to his name was Brian. And, uh, I, how do I, I was talking with, you know, different people and, and people on uh, grants team that I'm, like, you know, connected with and stuff. And he's like, dude, like pitch him, like try and pitch him your stuff. And like, just see how it goes. Like who cares, right. Who cares? Something will come of it. And like, whatever, even if you don't close them or you don't land it, whatever. And, uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So like, I went home one night and like did a whole bunch of research on his company, like dug all this stuff up. And, uh, I, in the front of the class, we were doing the role-playing, there was the role-playing day and I volunteered, I got up there and then I asked him to stand up and like made an utter fool of myself. Like when I look back at that class, I'm very embarrassed because of just the way I perceived that whole situation in that memory. And, um, it's kind of like one of those things that churns in your heart. It turned, it makes you feel kind of like sick or disgusting, you know, kind of gross. And, uh, I always tried, I was trying to look back at it and be like, okay, what was like the benefit of that? Right. Like what was the positivity? What was the good thing that came of it? Cause I, I felt like an idiot, right. You felt like you fell flat on your face in front of the whole like group of everybody's making more money than you are. I mean, I wasn't making jack shit at the time. I didn't even have a podcast. Like I didn't have nothing. And I was the smallest little dude in there trying to pitch one of the biggest guys. And it was, uh, it was rough. Like it was a really, really tough moment for me. But I look back at that and I see that like by letting go of those limiting beliefs and just doing whatever, just by doing it. Um, I don't know what it was that prompted you to come up and say hi to me after, but like that conversation, that, that discussion that we had right after justified everything for me. I was like, that's it. That's why I did. I did it so I could talk to Magda and meet her and, and get connected with the people she knows and like get into her life and her group. That's why, that's what, that's what it was for. That's hundred percent what it was for. And, and ever since then I can justify them and be like, it was worth it. It was so worth it. Cause now we're here, we're having these conversations. We talk on the regular, like we're, we're kind of going through a journey very similar to each other. And I think the connections and the friendship and the advice that you've given me since then has been invaluable compared to that, like what I consider like a negative experience, but really like a learning lesson. I absolutely remember that point. Uh, that you <laughs> no, 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 in a good way. And I'm like, okay. that's me. That's me. Just, just a few months ago. You know? Oh, really? So, yeah, it, it resonated with me. I mean, obviously, huh. a different story, but I mean, I remember specifically. Um, 
it was a year before, roughly a year, a little over a year before, and uh, I was part of the 10X Stages um, Accelerator Program. Okay. And a group of us, you know, with P uh, Peter Vargas and Pat Quinn, and, uh, you know, we came down to Miami for the workshop and a group of us went to, you know, dinner at night. And uh, Peter Vargas went around the table asking, I forgot what the question was exactly. Yeah. But boy, he, he pulled it out of me. I, I did not want, you know, at that point, I had not written my book. I had not made that commitment to share my story. Okay. And it's almost like a secret that you kept bottled up for, you know, a decade or whatever the case was. Not a bad thing, but yeah. what have gone from that mindset of being so quiet, like something I would never share let alone share with civilians, you know, or any right. because they wouldn't understand. And you just, you yeah. know, at that point, you know, I let go of caring what other people thought. And at that point, huh. you know, I was able for Peter Vargas to come in and pull it out of me. And once it was out, and I, I won't lie, it was emotional. Like just the, the sheer really? act of like, break it, yeah, break it down. It, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I grew at that point. I crossed <laughs> that bridge and realized because of the conversations that happened afterwards and the, and the relief I had of, of getting it out there, you know, like what, what what's that yeah. quote? Everything you want in life is on um, the other side of the maximum point of fear in your life, you know? And I realized, Whoa. yeah, it's true. It's not my quote. Like, I, I don't know who, I think it was Will Smith who was originally the person who, who said it, you know? Um, and it's been attributed to a lot of people since. And I, I do include that in my book because huh. it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And, it was such a blessing to get to that point. And then after that, went home, knocked out the book, and then boom, you know, introduced this and then yeah. this and then the foundation. And it's just like, it keeps going and growing. And I, you know, and it's just like, if you're not willing to be real with yourself mm. and to be able to open up and be vulnerable, you know, that's holding you back because why? Are you worried about what other people think? You know, you think about it. We're all yeah. human beings. Look at some of the most successful people we know. They're human beings. Like they don't wake up and have a perfect life. You know what I mean? Like, it, right. you know, they've attained more resources, you know, um, their Rolodex are so such an antiquated term, but you know, <laughs> their Rolodex is huge. Um, <laughs> their clubhouse yeah. connections are, you know, whatever it is. It, it doesn't matter. Like that's the whole point. It's like, right. we're all human. Yeah, yeah it's and then taking to, the leap. Yeah, to take that one step further, you know, to, for those that have faith, you know, in in the eyes of you know under our Lord, you know, we're we're all human beings, you know, we're all flawed, mm -hmm. right? You know, but we all have capabilities, and and I'm glad you mentioned that in the in the room because I saw exactly I saw a, me in you at that moment, and I'm like, dang, okay, really? The fact that you're, yeah, absolutely, oh, absolutely. That makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. And, and, you know, because I was like, here's someone who wants to grow. Yeah. And, you know, like, is, is telling the universe, I'm, I have so much belief in myself, and I'm trying to find that right track, and I need to grow. And it's just like, like attracts like, you know, that's where that comes in, because yeah. people who get that, you know, um, just like my conversation at that table with 20 other people and Peter Vargas, like I knew I wanted to cross that threshold where I was no longer in this world of, of being, you know, reclusive and keeping everything myself and playing small and staying under the radar and staying safe and everything. I, I, if I was going to make an impact in the world and right some of the wrong, I had to share and get that out. And 
he pulled it out of me. And I, I yes, I did mention that in, in my book, you know, but I didn't dig into the details uh, mm-hmm. too much. Um, we went a little bit uh, further into it here. And um, to, to get to that point in life, it's just like the most freeing and beautiful state, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I encourage people who, you know, want change, you know, they, they're stuck because they're holding on to these beliefs that are holding them down. I encourage them to go after them. You know, we've covered a lot of different ways that people can go after them and do like what you did and what I did as well. <laughs> so I, I'll tell you, I think that event, uh, just looking back for me in my life was a massive shifting point. Um, There's a lot of things that happened at that event and just getting to that event that uh, that taught me a lot about myself and like kind of got me to where I'm at today. So um, starting off, like I didn't uh, I, I didn't have a job at the point. So I, I, I had gone at this point, I had leaped and I was like kind of going all in. And um, I was out of the army now for like six months or so. I left that November just prior to. So it was, or it was about a year. It was going on a year then at that point. But there was a few different things happening. And I dropped that 10 grand to go to that that event I didn't have that money. And for me to do something like that, to not have the money and to put it on a credit card and to spend something that I couldn't afford uh, was a like a massive mental block, right? That fear, like you're talking about, that having that fear, that was 100%. That was financial fear uh, stopping me. And, and it was ingrained, right? Don't ever go into debt. Don't spend you don't have, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I get it, but I had to break through that fear point in order to get to where I'm at today which is like on the verge of this massive breakthrough because now I've built these systems and I've built these processes and I put all these things in place because I've spent the money, I've hired the people and I've done the things I need to, to be able to launch and just accelerate and take off. So it's, it was a big financial thing. And then of course, like getting up there and trying to do that pitch and like just crashing and burning, but like learning what I learned and then meeting you and meeting the people that I've come in contact with and still communicate with, like, it's a big shift, right? And that all stemmed from getting over that lack of that, that fear I had of not spending the money to do a thing and taking a leap and seeing like, let's, let's try it. Let's try it and see how it goes, you know, and doing that, breaking through that fear has, I would say changed my life. It, it really has. You stopped making excuses. And you, got yeah, it yeah. you, took you took action. Yeah. And you see the rewards and it's a sustainable evergreen reward. Because mm-hmm. now that you've shifted that mindset, you know, yeah, you have higher belief in yourself and the direction you're going, and that, that's so powerful. Like, how great does it feel to wake up and be, you know, in in a right. mindset, right? Yeah, just to just to know, like, you can count on yourself, and yourself is gonna like you're gonna pull it off. You don't need anybody else. You're you're almost like you're almost powerful, like too powerful for anybody else. Like, you're just like I don't need anyone else in my life. I figured this out on my own. Mm-hmm which I think can be scary, but it's, but done right. It's, it's not, it's a good, it's a very, very, very good thing. Right. I mean, yes, you need a team to scale Mm -hmm. and grow, but at the same point, you you don't need someone's approval. Like you have that confidence in yourself that you're doing what you believe in and you have that internal compass and it's dialed in the asthma is set and no one's going to stop you from getting there. Yeah. What uh, you you mentioned a little bit about faith. I know you're a person of faith, so I want to I want to touch on this. This is kind of like one of my, I guess, personal favorite questions with people that uh, do have faith. But my favorite Bible quote is talking. It's Matthew twenty five nine. Um, to those 
who are given much more will be given or those who use well, the gifts that they are given more will be given and they will live in abundance. Those who do not use what they're given, everything will be taken away and they will have nothing. And I think that speaks volumes to getting over your fear, doing everything you can with the gifts that you've been given and money is not the enemy, right? Just being able to do that. And that, that Bible verse has really um, guided me and justified a lot of things for me in my like journey in my path and the things that I've done. Do you have one of those? Do you have a verse like that? That kind of like sings to you differently. It's that siren call that just sounds different than everything else. And it, it really has like almost guided your journey for you. Absolutely. Um, page one in my book in the, Oh, you're not gonna be able to see that. <laughs> but in the introduction, right there underneath the, the title introduction, to whom much is given, much will be required. Luke 12, 48. Um, yeah, that's kind of powerful because we did not talk about that. I mean, mm -hmm. that just kind of, obviously we're, we're um, you know, in the same uh, trajectory. Mm -hmm. what, does that, what does that mean to you? In your own words, what does that mean? That's is my duty to, to you know, to um, use a quote. Uh, from Uncle G, Grant Cardone, absolutely yeah. successful my duty, but I looked at it as, you know, service and serving my country was, you know, once my duty. And now this is like the next way of, of serving. I'm not, you know, wearing the uniform and, and going to war to fight our enemies, but I am serving humanity now in, wow. in terms of not with making them smell great. That's an, you know, right. an introduction to, to this, to, the freedom triangle which hashtag move over maslow just saying <laughs> yeah but 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 that's why i'm serving you know and um Good. through the foundation through the foundation the mega khalifa foundation um because i will share that i literally um and updating my, my will so that wow. um, you know if i get called to heaven anytime soon at least i know that that's part of my legacy that will live on cool. um, and the, the team, the council uh, that, you know, we have on board. Let me just brag on them mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, amazing human beings, um, many who have known for a long period of time. And they're uh, the type of people who I know, not, again, not that this is in the plan, but, you know, life is crazy, right? But at least yeah. I know that, you know, they will um, carry out the mission. And that's so important to have that piece of, of, you know, and that's what the Freedom Triangle is all about, peace and significance and really finding it. And it's, you know, not in a hashtag kind of way. I like to say, you know, legitimately, legitimately having that and, and building from that. And to get to that point in life, I mean, I'm only 47 years young, like, oh yeah. my goodness, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so excited about the future and yeah. impact that cumulatively what, what I'm doing with everything I'm doing here, um, the impact it's going to have on improving people's lives. Um, obviously not everybody's, but for those that do share that growth minded path and are, are looking for the way for them to, you know, like just some clues, some, some nuggets, you know, some breadcrumbs on, on the trail, you know, or yeah. popcorn on the trail, you know, yeah. like, yes, like it, I'm totally okay with that, you know? Yeah. Cool. Well, that's, that's super powerful. So, uh, before we finish up here, I don't want to keep this too long. 
but before we finish up, tell us a little bit about like what came to, um, what came to triangle fragrance? What was your, what was your thought behind that? What founded it? Tell us, tell us a little bit about Magda and the story behind getting the the business that you have today. And, and what was your kind of motivation there? So uh, anybody that doesn't know you kind of has a better idea. So, um, once it, the book was published, the memoir was published October, 2019. And, uh, so in the, in, my story, I introduced the, the freedom triangle. Okay. Mm. And it's a philosophical concept. So if anybody's familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, this is like the next level, the modern version. It addresses, in my opinion, it addresses some of the uh, deficiencies or shortcomings of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay. Now, he's not here. He's walled on from this planet. So he's not here to have that debate. However, I'm totally okay with universities, you know, <laughs> discussing yeah. that. Um, but anyway, that being said, uh, I realized not everybody reads books, not everybody listens to podcasts, not everybody, you know, I'm not going to be able to reach a whole lot of people uh, organically through, you know, my story, my book, um, and speaking about the Freedom Triangle. So I realized I needed a physical product that could introduce people to the Freedom Triangle. And I thought about fragrance for a lot of reasons. Um, one, I could create fragrance for men and for women. And also I could create a fragrance company that could serve people fragrance worldwide. It wasn't going to be something limited to U.S. borders. Uh, although I am an America first uh, mindset, I mm. still believe that this can help humanity. That's so important. So no, not the actual spraying of the fragrance is going to help, but in each fragrance bottle, right? So mm -hmm. there's a unique story. There's six fragrances. Okay. Each one has its own story and in it it has a little collector's card and this all ties back to the freedom triangle so that collector's card you could think of it as the self-help you know actual statements that can mm. help you get through the day you know everybody's going to respond a little bit differently so i wanted to create something that i could serve people from the freedom triangle standpoint at that level with a consumer product okay then if they wanted to learn more i could serve them further so that's where I came up with the idea between uh, behind creating a fragrance line that is inspired from the freedom triangle. Okay. So talk us through what is the, for the people that don't know what the freedom triangle is, what, mm -hmm. what does that? Yes. Three tenets, time, freedom, health, freedom, and mind freedom. And the idea is these are just guidelines, tenets that are out there, a structure, okay. a frame. And it's something that I learned as I went through my journey in life and I, yeah. I captured it and shared it in the book. I just introduced it in the book, didn't dig too deep. Okay. And the idea is, is that when you get through those points, okay, yeah. you're finally able to find inner peace and significance. All right. Whoa. So the idea is if you, yes, if you study it, you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. Okay. Right. But now that I do know, it's my duty all right, chase and significance to share that with others. And it's going to mean different things to different people. But if we don't know something simple as the influence of our dependencies, the people whose opinions we care too much about, if we don't know that that's what's holding us back, you know, as we've touched upon in this conversation several times, you know, we're never going to be able to let that go and get to the next level. So it's, it's a framework that wow. if people, learn okay yeah. they can think about it as they go through their lives and some people have attained you know different points of the freedom triangle but not the whole thing okay, okay? but so it's really about self-discovery on the way and it's so powerful and that's why 
you know, create a triangle fragrance to help wow. introduce it to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and along those lines, personally, I, I, I've always been, you know, I've had a service-based business for what are we, 2021, nine years now, yeah. but I've not had a physical product business, you know, where there's manufacturing and logistical supply chains and everything involved. Right. In industry. Yeah. So personally, that's helping me grow as a businesswoman, you know, so, um, yeah. That's awesome. It's given you a lot of experience. Yeah. So what are, you talked about the six different stories that each bottle has, are those personal stories? Are they personal experiences or are they kind of ones that you've learned or read about? So they're derived every, okay. I will, I will say every, um, story. So we have confidence for women in the red line, victory for men. Okay. okay. That's the, the red line, the white line, the blue line. Um, oh, cool. That's cool. May of last year. Yeah. White line, uh, clarity, for women and energy for men. Although a lot of women love the Asian bamboo scents in uh, energy, so they're they're buying that. Um, huh. And then the blue line, which came out in uh, October, white line was July, and then October. Um, a lot of productivity last year <laughs> between a yeah. and You ain't kidding. Jeez. Um, yeah, like again that clarity. And I, I just bring this yes. up as a example. Exactly. Like clarity is going to get you there. I knew a lot get all last year, but the blue line right. came out in October, and that is uh, peace and freedom. Now those are unisex. Those scents are unisex. Okay. Um, so you have those six, they each have their own story and the story, you know, I'm removing myself from the equation with the fragrance for a lot of reasons. I, you know, so the stories are written for the person mm-hmm. who's reading, you know, the back of the box, you know, you or he or she. All right. And then the card is written in that sense as well. All right. Now, yes, I will admit that I've hit all those points, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, that's why I'm able to share this story. But um, I, I designed this so that people can, you know, start to hit those points. And that little card, you know, they could put it in their wallet. They could put it in their bathroom mirror. They could just keep it with them. Mm-hmm. And if they start associating the scents with, you know, it's a new scent, they're unique scents, they're beautiful scents, um, luxurious high-end scents. So if you treat a, you know, like a high-end luxury purchase with the self-help that comes with it, you know, I believe that that can help you start your journey or stay with your journey, maybe have some accountability there. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Smells too. Smells are such a powerful thing. It's one of the most powerful scents with memory. So being able to tie a scent to something like, you know, success or something that you're seeing, or maybe the the lesson or the quote or the story that you've read. That's a, uh, that's an interesting, actually, that's an interesting concept. I've never, I've never even thought of it. I don't think I've ever heard of that, but that's pretty cool being able to do that. That's, that's absolutely why, you know, I mean, obviously you have to, from a claim standpoint, I can't say, Hey, wear this, read this and your life's going to change. I, I, you know, yeah. I yeah. Like, it's a personal yeah. level, but yeah. But I believe, um, and yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. You know, and people have to, um, you know, make that commitment to themselves, no matter what route they take, that they want to do it. And if they do, the universe will respond. Those atoms will come back and make things happen. And I am, you know, humbled and honored to yeah. have this contribution in the form of, you know, a physical product, a power, powerful sense that lead back to the power of the freedom triangle. That's so cool. So tell us then, I got to know, what is... Uh, what is Magda's like favorite one? What you've got to have a favorite, right? Everybody's got generally a favorite or maybe the top two. What, what are your, what are your top two? 
Sure. So they, there's favorite because, you know, the story behind it, mm -hmm. um, there's favorite because that's my go-to. So each one, it, you know, they're unique in their own ways. Like I might day stand, my night stand, so on and so forth. But mm -hmm. um, I don't want to influence people's uh, decision making here. You know, I do wear all six. I, I do wear even um, Victory, which is wow. certainly the most ultra masculine one. That one I don't wear as frequently. Yeah. It's a heavy event. But there are hundred um, percent. I, I will. I will share. There are moments in my life where I spray that on me, and much like when I was a teenager and you know had a fight with my dad because you know <laughs> he yeah. was so strict, and you know, so I put on my headphones from my Walkman. This is back in the eighties, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know listened to heavy metal and that helped me feel better well wow. there are you know moments where i will spray victory on me and it helps me smelling that helps me get through what yeah. it is like true story you know, wow so, yeah. what's what's the most common one you say you put on all the time uh oof, it varies <laughs> uh all right. I, I okay. When I need to simmer down, I wear yeah. peace. That's peace. one of the units. When I need to simmer down, am I uh, peace? Um, yeah, I will wear peace. Okay. Uh, I remember. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have some funny stories. I, I <laughs> can share. But anyway, um, freedom is kind of been my go-to. Now that I'm in Florida, you know, different climate and everything else like that. Right. Uh, it yeah. is, Sweetest, I believe, out of all the scents, it is sweeter. Cool. That's one of the best ones. That's my go-to. Okay. Uh, confidence, I, I, that's my go-to in the sense of, um, you know, if I'm dressing up, uh, you know, like at, at GrowthCon, I'll probably wear all of them, but confidence will be my go-to for that, you know, because I think okay. it's very uh, a sexy, powerful scent for women. And uh, energy and clarity are citrus scents, so they're they're lighter. So, okay. you know, kind of being here in Florida, I'll wear a lot more of energy and clarity um, just because of the heat and everything for the daytime. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I literally okay. go back. Um, I have friends who just buy the Discovery set because they love all six of them. They're, they're, it's a little wow. sample pack with all six. Okay. And I was like, why don't you pick your favorite and just get a big bottle, you know, <laughs> get more, you know, bang for the weapon. They're like, yeah. oh, no all because i'm wearing all of them i'm, I'm wow. you know I'm craving this and that pleases me to no end to hear that because yeah that's how i am too you know like i, I love right. the whole collection like they serve different purposes and scent is powerful and yeah it, cool it's very cool. cool that is cool are you gonna have now are you gonna have them all at growth con you'll have them all down there so if, so if i came to meet with you we could try them all i don't want to i want to see it, what these yeah, are like absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I have uh, several people who want to experience it. So yeah. I'm not going to carry the, the, the big bottles on myself, but I will have, I mean, I'll have them with me. Yeah. But I, I will not, you know, carry all of them in my purse, but I will have <laughs> every sets with me. So tell, tell us if somebody wants to find your, your fragrance, they want to find you. Uh, what, where should they go to be able to do that? How do they want to, if they want to get a sample set, what's the best way for them to go about that? Uh, Trianglefragrance.com and right. they can um, choose. Uh, they can read the notes for the different scents. You know, if some people are, you know, scent connoisseurs and they want particular notes yeah. for, you know, smoky scent or the citrus scent, they can actually read the notes and 
uh, determine which one they want, or they can get the discovery set there. Uh, I do currently have a bundle um, where you can get the discovery set with an autographed copy of my book. So you can read the cool. story behind and the genesis of the Freedom Triangle for those that are inclined to learn that story. Cool. Um, that's available. That is limited supply though. Um, okay. Which is the goal uh, 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 lead time with uh, book printing. So I do okay. have some of that as well. <laughs> cool. That's such a cool idea. Yeah, that's, that's awesome being able to combine the two in there and really get your story out, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I do believe, obviously, like I, I believe this can help people. Not everyone, yeah. but those that it can help, you know, I want to mm-hmm. find them. I want to connect with them because how am I, you know, going to help them if I don't know them? So I need right. to do my part to reach out. And I, I love the concept of having a physical product that can connect with people. In fact, our uh, first commercial with Kevin Harrington, the original shark from uh, Shark Tank, Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be airing soon on different television networks and wow. markets across the United States. So really excited about that because um, one personal, you know, besides Kevin introducing it, um, mm-hmm. one uh, part about it that I'm really, really excited about it, we made sure that it featured one of the eloquent Triangle Fragrance Collectors cards because I think there's so much value with that beyond it being a luxurious, beautiful sense. Um, cool. You're getting a lot more with it. So. Yeah. That's awesome. You've done so much too. You've accomplished so much. And I think uh, it's good to find, especially like, I know it's not, you're not relying on it or anything, but having a female that's been through the military, been able to come out and start, you know, that entrepreneurial journey and and do that. I think you offer, you know, a unique connection to a lot of people that maybe are in a similar boat or questioning similar things in their life. So uh, definitely hats off to you. I love being able to sit down and go through stuff like this and learning about these stories and being able to tell that, right? I want to have a platform so I can do that because I think there's so many amazing people like you out here that have these wonderful experiences and have taken these wonderful leaps and the world needs to know about it, right? There needs to be these outlets and abilities to, to talk and to share and tell these stories. So I, I want to thank you again. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. I really appreciate your time and sharing your story and kind of teaching us everything you have what's uh what's a good way for people if they want to connect with you and follow up what's a good way for them to find you and be able to reach out sure uh the best way is magdapolifa.com i'm on the various there's links there to um everything uh that the foundation if you want to make a donation help uh serve the uh program recipients or if you uh are interested in learning more about the fragrance um and then also the freedom triangle Awesome. I love it. I love to hear it. So, hey, everybody, go check out Magda. Go check her out at magdakhalifa.com. I'll put all the links and stuff in the description. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Magda, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it, Josh. It's an honor. Thank you so much. Of course. And everybody, make sure you guys go like, subscribe, share, uh, leave a review on iTunes. And share this episode with somebody else that needs to hear it, somebody that needs to hear the story. If you guys are inspired by Magda, obviously reach out, check out her fragrance line, check out her book, and then we will see you guys in the next episode. We'll see ya.
Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed sitting down and talking and learning a little bit about Magda and her story and her fragrance line. As always, I'm going to put down everything in the description, so make sure you guys go and check that out. I'm going to leave her social tags in there, um, as well as the different links to her fragrance line, her foundation, her charity foundation, and then her memoirs as well. So be sure to check all that stuff out. Send her a like. Go over to her Instagram, send her a DM, say, hey, I heard you on the podcast, and I love to hear more about you, or I love the show. So that would give a lot of positive feedback and make her feel awesome. So appreciate you guys for following. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next one.